Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Wave Break Podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. Listen, in uncertain times, you need to be supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers. It's going to be appreciated. It's going to be remembered. It's going to be shared. And in good times and bad, this type of communication that's open and empathetic with your customers is key. This is a key theme that we've been talking about at Waybreak. I've been preaching this on the podcast. And when you're communicating with your customers in this way, the best way to do this is with email. It is and always will be one of the best channels for delivering communication like this. And what I love about Klaviyo is that email is one of its core offerings. And their personalization that you can do inside Klaviyo is just, it can't be beat. And when you leverage that personalization driven by a 360 degree view of the customer, these emails are going to feel more relevant and they're going to drive even stronger relationships. And Klaviyo gets it. They're not just, you know, some company. They understand how challenging it is right now for every entrepreneur. You know, it was hard to get your business off the ground and navigating these times is even harder. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with growing your business, know that you're not alone. Clavio is here to help you build relationships across any distance for your brand and create memorable and meaningful email marketing moments that last a lifetime. And that's how you build a successful e-commerce brand. And this is why I love Klaviyo so much, because they're on the same page with me and Wavebreak is like, we're not just about making more revenue, that's great, but what this is really about is an opportunity to create an amazing community with your customers, and the best way to do it is with email. And if you're not on Klaviyo, you gotta get on Klaviyo. Visit klaviyo.com to schedule a free trial. That's K-L-A-V-I. IYO.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. I'm Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO at Wavebreak. We are a boutique agency specializing exclusively in email and SMS marketing for direct to consumer e commerce brands. We drive a ton of revenue for them, and we're getting into one of the biggest times of year uh, as far as driving revenue for our clients goes. Uh, we have, we're actually already in the heat of it, and it's something we've been thinking about for a really long time. And obviously, I'm talking about Q4, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's a little bit different this year because I mean, we've got a lot of different plays happening. We've got this election co- happening and a lot of ad spend being thrown at the marketplace, but that's also affecting product launches and sale dates and kickoffs and all of these things. We've got shipping times that are probably going to get most likely, you know, destroyed (laughs) and just packages aren't going to go out on time. There's going to be an overwhelm on the system, kind of all these predictions that everybody, uh, you know, has are going to be coming true as well. And at the end of everything, we have the typical holiday season. So, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, all these big gifting holidays. And so as a retailer, What do you do? How do you think about this? Because you still need to sell. You want to maximize the revenue you generate. But this year, you have to be a lot smarter about it than normal. You can't just get away with spraying and praying like you could in years past. Like Really, you couldn't get away with that ever. But this year, the stakes are even higher, and you got to be really smart and really strategic about it. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. I brought on Waybreak's head of strategy, Aliana Bargawi. Really excited to have you back on the show, Aliana, uh, to be chatting today about just – you can't even call it Black Friday anymore because it's like this all-encompassing Q this year. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be back here. Yeah, great to have you back. It's always good to do these episodes together. So 
I mean, as far as the landscape goes, so we we had we had Prime Day recently. That was really interesting. We're gearing up. We've got this, you know, Halloween's on the radar. We've got early November election, different holidays coming up throughout November, December. Like overall, just like at Waybreak, like how are we thinking about the holiday season this year? Yeah, so you know, it is it is a pretty charged uh, quarter usually, and especially this year with so much happening. So. Um, my number one advice is for everyone to take a few minutes to meditate. <laughs> Most people don't get nice. <laughs> poor results. Most people don't get poor results because they aren't doing enough. They get poor results because they're doing way too much and they're being pulled into different directions. So instead of focusing on a few things and doing them well, they're just trying to do a lot. And you know, you want to do less but better. And that's our philosophy here. So um, the weeks leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, just like every year, we always use those weeks to do what we call the list priming or list warm up. We want to first make sure that the list is clean. We want to look at the engagement. We want to double down on super helpful content and adding value. Uh, we want to address all the objections that we could think of. Um, anything that could potentially stop a person from buying in general is something that you should be doing the weeks leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday. When you run your sale is not the time to be convincing people to buy. When you run the sale is the time that you're just giving that little something for people to, you know, just to get them over the edge to take the action and give them a reason to, to buy now as opposed to next week or next month or next year. Um, quality is way more important than quantity. I cannot stress this enough. It's so much better to send one email every couple of weeks, but make it solid, strong, and something that evokes emotion uh, and is memorable rather than sending like three times a week and just clogging up people's um, mailboxes. It's not that the frequency is bad. It's a good thing to send a lot of email. But if you have nothing, if, you, if you're not going to be adding value, it's not about just just sending right so if you have nothing good to say don't say anything it's, it's just like a really um solid rule uh, overall not just for email uh one of my favorite marketers that i look up to her name is sally hogshead and one cool thing she said was that if you're not adding value you're taking up space and that's just something that we you know want to keep in mind especially for black friday cyber monday you're going to be you and a ton of other brands sending them emails and those days everyone is trying to compete for their attention and their subject lines or their mailbox is littered with subject lines uh on like 30 percent off 40 percent off and it's like it's a race to the bottom if you're going to be going through it that way right so you want to focus on building the relationship the entire year it's not about black friday cyber monday but especially the weeks leading up to if you haven't been um, you know, present in their minds, or if you haven't been consistent with content and addressing objections and showing them reviews and trying to earn their trust, then this is the time to make sure that you do that. This is also the time to be testing your best send, sending times and your best subject lines. Um, depending, depends on the ESP you use. We use Clavio. We love it. Uh, Clavio, you know, comes with features out of the box. For example, the send time. Sponsor the podcast. Uh, Shout out so to Clavio. <laughs> yeah, you can test your best uh, send times before uh, the sales. You do not want to use these testing methods uh, when you're sending the sale because it's time sensitive. Um, and also, it's just not a good idea to do that. Um, same with the subject lines. It really depends on your audience. The reason why we care about subject lines is, is if people don't read your email or they don't read um, you know, your content, then what good was it, all the effort that you put into it? So you have to be 
really, really careful about how you approach this. And it depends on the audience, like I said. And, you know, for some of our clients, it's better to ask questions or address pain points. For some other clients, it's really like just short subject lines and one words and a ton of emojis. And a good rule of thumb is to speak to your um, audience the way they speak to each other. And it's super simple. You don't have, if you're a small business and you don't have the money to hire like a market research uh, you know, uh, person, it, it's it's as simple as going to your Instagram or your social media pages and just taking a look at the comments, the comment section. How do most people comment on your content? How do they speak? Do they speak elaborately? They, you know, dive deeper thoroughly in, in the subject that they're talking about. Then if that's their style, that's how you want to talk to them. But if they're like the typical, you know, maybe uh, younger generation, you know, emojis, emojis, and like a couple of words here and there, then you'd probably want to stick to more of that, like be heavier on the graphics and on images. And, you know, again, it's quality over quantity. And it's, it's so much better to send fewer emails and, um, and that stir emotion over sending a ton of stale emails that just people, you know, are immune to nowadays. It's huge. It's huge. And like, there, there's so much to unpack there. And like, that's really... Like, like the quality over quantity thing is so true because we come in so many times we get hired by brands. I mean, most of our clients come to us, they're already doing email and a lot of them are already doing a lot of it, but they get to the point where they've run their list into the ground and you can only do so much with it. I mean, they could be sending a lot, but the quality over quantity thing is so important and the real relationship thing is so important because just of the state of marketplace in general, right? There's more noise, there's more competition. Uh, you know, Facebook, all all these social channels that people, you know, and paid channels that people have been scaling their business on the back of these last, you know, five, 10 years, right? It used to be easy. It used to be so easy. You throw up these Facebook ads and they'd work. Like you didn't even need good creative. You didn't need all this stuff. And like now, like the name of the game isn't necessarily doing more, but it's doubling down and doing better. So I'm really glad you're bringing this up because there's so many brands out there who think about, and I, I think this is a huge shift like you have to start to make because it's so funny. Like in the beginning, you're like, oh, like brand is stupid, like blah, blah, blah. I'm a performance marketer, you know, and I, I was the exact same way in the beginning too. But as you start to transition, you really want to build something big and build something that actually lasts and you want to get better results. You have to stop playing the short game of let's make as much money percent as possible tomorrow and start thinking about how do we play the long game? How do we build a brand that lasts? And you do that by exactly what you said, quality over quantity, building real relationships with your customers. And there's no template or formula to do that. That's what's so that's why what we do at Wavebreak with our clients is so effective because we have clients who sell luxury mattresses and then we have clients who sell phone cases, two very different products, very different price points, very different audiences. And they're both crushing it using our methodology. But that's what's so great about our methodology is we reverse engineer the customer who they are, why they buy, why they don't. And that's how we structure things. And most people are trying to like, I mean, I get emails all the time. Hey, do you have a template I could copy and paste for this? Or e- even people who want to no. come to work with us. It's like, no, that's that's not how it works. We could give you our templates that we use no. for, you know, some of our clients who are doing 2 million a month off email alone that we're generating for them. But like, it's not going to work for your brand because you're selling a different product and you have a different customer. Yeah. It depends. And I, can, I, I could speak about this for days on end. Like, we should do another podcast on we this. We should, like absolutely. We have to. You, ch- you change one variable and that's it. And let alone when you're looking at a typical, like two brands, even from the same industry, there are tons of variables that are different. You don't know why something worked for somebody else. It's truly a case by case. Same like like what you just 
um, said, right? Like a lot of times people ask questions like, hey, what's what's a good, you know, um, open rate for my emails? There is no such thing. It really depends not only on your industry, but it depends on many other factors. It depends on, you know, at the end of the day, what was your target or what was your uh, goal from this campaign in the first place? Different goals will you know, I mean, you, we could still throw numbers and say like, yeah, this, this, these benchmarks, these are the benchmarks and we could use those as general guidelines, but it really isn't the end all be all answer. Like it's not black and white. It's not. And, you know, as far as branding, I completely understand where these people come from. And I, I understand because when you're not a huge, you know, corporation with millions of dollars to spend on advertising and marketing every month, then you every penny counts and you have to make sure that you have a positive ROI. And I understand if people are concerned about, you know, what if I'm wasting my money and time and effort and energy trying to do fluffy stuff? I'm all about non-vanity marketing. But when it comes to branding, if you want to talk about ROI, branding is the single thing that you can do that will save you a ton of money in the long run in terms of your marketing um, ad spend. So if you're looking to save money, yes, spend money to invest into your brand. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. And, and, and to summarize, it's like quality over quantity. So leading on to Black Friday, th- that's the that's the biggest issue. So many people are going to get to Black Friday and send out a campaign then. And I think that's what's so <laughs> yeah. about this year is like, you, you're not going to be able to get away with that. Like a couple of years ago, you could, like, I remember this because uh, like, well, I, I've had so many conversations with like hundreds of, you know, marketer, marketing leaders, brand leaders, brand owners, entrepreneurs in the D2C e-commerce space. And it's like, well, what were you doing before? They're like, well, you know, it's like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I, we should probably send an email for Black Friday tomorrow. <laughs> These are companies doing significant revenue and really good marketers. But it just it's not going to cut it anymore. And what's kind of exciting about this year with the timing is like you you can't do that because of all these other factors at play. So people have to start thinking ahead. And for more details on because we don't have time to get into all the details behind priming, but like and how to prime and warm up your list for Black Friday. But we did a guest post on uh, Clavio's blog about this, which we can link up down in the show notes for more detail um, about how to remove objections, how to build community, all these things in a more tactical way. Um, that you can use leading up to Black Friday. So, so yeah. we kind of got leading up to Black Friday, Aliana. And now, yeah. like, how should we be thinking Talk about? about yeah, what's November look like? Or, or yeah. yeah, the sale. Like, how do we actually make the money? Our list is ready to go. We followed the wave break methodology. Right. Where do we go from here? Quick, quick note before we move, we move to that point um, about people who use email and SMS. Because this question comes up a lot: Is email complementary to? Uh, SMS or rather is SMS complementary to email or are they separate? They are 100% complementary. The reason is not even because they're email and SMS, but because all of your marketing should be complementary to each other. A lot of brands out there have disjointed marketing. The ads aren't really working very well with the email, which is not working really well with the social media, but it's all connected. And especially when it comes to email and SMS, you're using these two channels to target usually the same people, their leads, they're not cold traffic, they're people who have indicated interest or have purchased from you. So you're talking to the same people, chances are that person is going to receive both. So you absolutely want to make sure that these two are connected and working together when you're creating this strategy for those. And also, you want to make sure that um, 
you get the proper consent for SMS, this is very important. You want to be very specific about the fact that you're collecting it for SMS marketing. And you want to make sure that uh, one way to do that is maybe to send an email to your existing subscribers and, and tell them that they'll get even earlier Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale access if they give you their phone number and consent to SMS, right? Um, but that's also part of prep. Now, yeah. as far as the actual They're sale. They're putting SMS list too. That, that's stuff's crushing. Also, yeah, disclaimer, yeah. Waybreak is not a lawyer. Um, no. <laughs> so talk to your legal team about the legal compliance of SMS and email, opt-ins, sending, et cetera. But yeah. be smart about it. Be smart about it. Because what, what ends up happening with some of these things is if you're not smart about it from day one, uh, you know, nobody cares because, right, you're, maybe you're this tiny little – I shouldn't say tiny, but you're just like insignificant in the eyes of people who <laughs> care. Like, for example, the U.S. government. Like, I know a guy whose company was very small when they were first starting. It was like the first few months. They did some stuff that wasn't exactly by the books compliance wise, not SMS related, but in the phone space. So think like auto dialer type things. They didn't get in trouble for it until like years later till they employed hundreds and hundreds of people. But then you get slapped with something. So you just want to make sure you're doing everything right from day one because they know when you can afford a penalty and then they'll give it to you. So just be smart about it. It's not to be scary. But SMS, it's it's a very personal channel. Um, You know, go through a good provider. Don't be, you know, definitely talk to a lawyer about it. Like that's something I feel like so so many entrepreneurs, they move too fast that they forget about that side of things. And it's just really important um, because it just will save you a lot of headaches by slowing down in the short term. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we've got the sale. We're, we're building this list. All the prep is done. Where do we go from here? Speaking of providers, um, actually, let's go to the to, to the sale. Otherwise, we can talk forever. We um, should do the actual- a whole other episode on this. Like, <laughs> oh, we, we've been crushing SMS. Awesome. So we'll set fun. it up, and like within you know, 20, 30 days later, it's like extra huge increase in top-line revenue. I mean, extra 50 grand, whatever it is, um, you know, per month that we're generating for our clients, uh, client to client. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal. We'll do we'll talk about our SMS strategy in a future episode. We'll give it we'll leave a little nugget. Uh, yeah, we'll, the 50, or we'll, we'll tuck that one away. Like a smaller one. Yeah, there are people making a lot more per week, not even per month. But yeah, we'll talk about that definitely. Uh, now to the sale. It's November and you're running the sale. Um, first of all, disclaimer: you do not have to do a Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. I know a couple brands who just don't use discounting as part of the strategy. Not even on Black Friday Cyber Monday. That's totally okay. But if you do, you want to make sure that it's it's worth their while, right? You want to make sure that it's not just here is your coupon, goodbye. Um, but at this point, you would have worked on all the objections. They're almost ready or they're ready. Some of them might even be buying before the holiday, but you get there and you give them the offer. Speak to the gifter too, because remember, some of the people that are going to end up on your website during this period are not even buying for themselves. They're buying it for somebody else. So when you speak to the gifter, don't assume that they always know everything, all the specs about that product or, or the industry. You can explain to them in like simple English why would this would make um, you know, a great gift and why it would make a unique gift. So they may not understand the industry, but the person that they need to have the confidence that they're bu- the person they're buying it for is going to love it. Right. So speak to two audiences. Easier said than done, of course. <laughs> that's why people have careers in, co- in conversion copywriting, but that's a different topic. If you know your audience really well and you know your market really well, 
and you have the time for it, you should you should be good. Frequency here, you can send more than the usual. Just one thing I've you know used in the past, and I've seen other people use too, and I love it. Is just a simple banner up top saying, "Hey, we're sending more frequently these days because it's our Black Friday, Cyber Monday, biggest sale of the year. We don't want people to miss out. Sorry about that. Um, you know, uh, just bear with us." something like that, right? Even a, a simple, sorry, we we are self-aware enough to recognize that we are sending more than usual and we might be annoying you. Just that alone is going to absorb a lot of potential anger. Uh, but hopefully, you know, you've primed your list and you've cleaned it up enough that people are going to be looking forward to receiving communication from you. Uh, when you're communicating, make sure to communicate expectations. I know this is not marketing, but it's more of a operational but it's so important that you explain to people that, hey, if shipments are going to be delayed or if you th if it's not your problem, you might think it's not my problem, it's not my fault, it's the carrier. But to the customer, at the end of the day, the result is the same. They didn't get the product on time. And it may not be your fault, but if you can take ownership for that and say, I'm sorry, and explain why this is happening and uh, you know, not brush it under the rug or wait for somebody else to address it, uh, and address it clearly, not use jargon or try to, you know, gloss it over. I think people will appreciate that a lot more. We recommend starting your sale uh, earlier for our clients. You know, again, ultimately, it's the decision is yours. But we think that uh, there's going to be uh, some delays. And we, you know, would like to give people a heads up about the sales, starting it a bit earlier. Some clients are even starting the first week uh, as early as November 1st. Let's take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor. Listen, it's getting more expensive to drive profitable traffic to your website every month, every year. You need to do everything you can to maximize conversions. That's why I love and use today's sponsor, JustUno. They're the best tool in the game for conversion rate optimization. Two things I really love about them right now. I mean, they're first of all, they're a really great company, really great team. Uh, you know, one of the best to work with. Uh, but two features I love of Just You Know. Number one, they have these AI-powered upsells that you can take and put anywhere in your store that has HTML. So you can put them in the checkout, you can put them in your cart, you can put them on the product page. This is their Just You Know Plus product. And what's great about that, it has this AI in it that tracks buyer behavior and puts recommendations that people are actually gonna buy. So you get more conversions and you get higher average order value and it's just gonna help your business scale a lot easier and it's really easy to set up because you also get a strategist with it. And the Just Uno Plus strategist, they know exactly what's working and how the best brands are leveraging Just Uno and they can take that insight and apply it to your brand with zero learning curve um, and help you drive more conversions using their platform on your website. The second thing I really love about Just Uno is their advanced list growth tools uh, and specifically how you you can segment based on traffic and a ton of other different metrics so you can really maximize list growth as well as conversions using on-site pop-ups and different promotions that they have. Um, and all of this works extremely well. Uh, Just Uno customers see an average of 135% lift in revenue during their first year using the platform. And what's awesome about it is it also links to Klaviyo, Postscript, and all of the other software that you use. So you can close the loop, link everything together. Everything's personalized. Everything's automated. It's all nice and flows and connected. Um, and it drives great results. So if you want to learn more about just Uno Plus and snag a sweet discount because you're a listener of this podcast, all you got to do is go to justuno.com slash wavebreak. Link is down in the show notes below. It's justuno.com slash wavebreak. Sign up for a free trial and get 20% off your first year by using code wavebreak. Like I said, it's down in the show notes below. Go check them out. Let's get back into this episode. I think that's a good summary. And also like in regards to like upping frequency, like a lot of people, some people, there's like two buckets of people. There's people who are like, yes, let's up it. 
and then like who don't care and then there's the the flip side of it which is the people who are like I don't want to annoy people it's like you're not going to annoy people it's just an email and a lot of your customers have like 20,000 unread emails so you're actually helping them out because they're actually going to get a chance to see an email from you because you're sending more again it all depends on the quality right that's why we always we start with the quality it's really not about frequency it's about the value that they're getting the, the frequency just makes it more likely that the person creating the content especially if they're not an expert at what they're uh, at doing it might approach it in a way that's not very welcome but if you have if you have a good strategy if you're not just sending random emails you know every other day and you're sending the right message to the right people then you shouldn't have you shouldn't have that issue like you said you know, frequently sending awesome value that people want, answering their questions and giving them great content that's that they're enjoying and they're benefiting from and it's free. I don't know too many people who will say no to that. Absolutely. Great points. I mean, I, I think that's kind of the gist of it. And like back to the offer part, too, it's like make it make it a good one, make it the best of the year. But on the flip side, make it profitable for you. You don't want to, you know, do, do an insane discount well, that converts really well and ends up losing you. <laughs> A ton of money. Like, yeah. who cares about top line? Like, top line's great, but only if you have profit. If only, if only if it's profitable, which is huge. And you need to really think about profit in 2020 and 2021, just because it, it's it's going to get harder. But the brands who double down and can make it work, they're going to win big. So definitely don't overcommit to that. And there's some unique things you can do too. Like if you feel like your discounts aren't competitive enough, you can do some competitor research on how your competitors are pricing products. We've had clients to increase the pricing is a bigger lever than people think. We should probably do one on pricing because pricing, like a lot of people, I feel like you just kind of make up your prices. Like sure, you kind of have this like formula, but like you just kind of make it up, especially in the beginning. Like, uh, it seems like for my this bracelet. Rule is my rule this, is times five. Five times. Yeah. 5x the cost. But like, like that's a good rule. But at the same time, it's like it doesn't actually factor in, like you know, the actual economics. But it's just interesting because if you figure out pricing, like okay, here's the most customers are willing to pay, and like I don't know, we we've just seen. What, here's what I'm trying to say. We've had clients who increase prices and then increase the discounting they do, like from a percentage standpoint, and <laughs> their conversion rate increases massively. And they end up making more money. And this isn't just like one client that it was a fluke for. It was like multiple clients. Like that's a huge lever that you can look into for like Q1 2021 when you're thinking about how to drive more revenue. It's like, I mean, see what would happen if you raise your prices 10% and added a 5% from your 25 to 30% off, Um, (laughs) you know? That's that's another option too. If if you're if if you feel like your discount's not competitive, that's just something I thought of as we were talking. Once again, yeah, we can dive into that in a future episode. Yeah, but definitely. There's so much to talk about. Too. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It is it is a lever, but um, you know, it, it, and speaking of that, I can't stress this enough. It's so important to know all the numbers because, like you said, like the rules, we can make rules, but really depends on the. It's a case by case. So, uh, you know it's so important basically that they know their numbers before they make a number. It's not like a random discount. They have to work it out. They have the math has to make sense. Exactly. Especially because like most people listening to this podcast are bootstrapped. You might start in your basement. Now you have a warehouse, (laughs) you have a team of 10, 20 people. Like it's really impressive. The the businesses uh, that the people listening to this podcast have built in the circumstances they built them in. Um, It's super cool. But like most people, 
you know, even myself included, it's like we don't have a background where, you know, we, we've had this career inside e-commerce for like, I'm not like you, Aliana, who's had like this, you know, 20 year career in e-commerce. Like, not <laughs> I'm not that. But, <laughs> but, but like, it, it's like, oh, I have this cool idea for this product. I should launch it. And then you have the Kickstarter. And before you know it, you're an eight figure brand. That's like, so, so many clients. Started. Dylan, that's how I started before all this. That's I, how I, I started too. <laughs> I was a teenager in 2004. I started my first e-commerce business and the landscape was completely different. There was no Shopify. Uh, you had to spend was thousands it a Yahoo of store? So I had a hotmail email to communicate with my customers when I first started. <laughs> and I found them on freaking forums. Okay. Uh-huh. I was doing direct response and I didn't even know what direct response was. It's just, I was winging it. Like it was, it was crazy. And I made more money from that than I, you know, did after university. I was like, what is this? Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to e-commerce. And, you, and I've yeah, always loved hooked. advertising and marketing. And then I'm here. Yeah, no, I've always loved advertising and, and marketing is like my true love. But like e-commerce is just, it just happens to be an industry that um, I understand really well and, and really enjoy. I enjoy it both as a person who like creates the stores as well as working on those um, with entrepreneurs. Actually, it's more fun to to do this, I think, than to run your own store. No offense to e-commerce entrepreneurs. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's hard to run a business. There's so many moving pieces. And that's why Waybreak exists, to come in. And so we can take one of those things off your plate, which is pure retention marketing through email and SMS. And in a way where you don't have to even think about it, uh, because we have the strong team, the strong methodology already all figured out, and we just plug and play into your business, reverse engineer to your customers, their journey, none of, none of this template crap that a lot of people are doing. And, and speaking of that, so like we've got the, the warm-up, we've got the, you know, the sales strategy. How should we be thinking about things into the new year? Like we've, we've got December. Obviously, we'll do some promos leading up to that. The, the, the shipping deadlines are going to be a lot earlier this year, so some heavy pushes there. Virtual gift cards are probably going to be huge leading up to uh, you know Christmas and December. But past Christmas and like into the new year, like Q1 2020, like we just had this huge Q4, the biggest of all time. Where do we go from there? Great question. Double down on your best customers, double down on, you know, really obsess over your best customers, the ones that are constantly buying from you, loving you, following your content, interacting with it and engaging with it and buying over and over. Every business has some of those and some of those have to be your absolute obsession. You need to study them, understand why they're there, why they love you so much. If you're doing Facebook ads, run lookalike audiences for them, read their uh, cop, use their problems as, you know, for your copywriting, um, you know, just basically use that knowledge in, in every way possible to attract more of those people and make sure that you clean up your list after the holidays. Because again, a lot of people um, buy the gift, they're not interested in your products or the brand for themselves. Uh, So you want to create something like a sunset flow to start clearing anyone who is no longer engaging. Uh, Most ESPs will have documentation on how to do that. So, you know, it's it's fairly easy to set up. And yeah, and like sit down on a, you know, quiet day and think about strategically about the next quarter for the new year. It's a great time, you know, at the end of the year when it's quieter in e-commerce to reflect back on what worked and what didn't and uh, make new plans. 
Beautiful. I love it. And that's something to be thinking about even throughout Q4 as well. Like that's what's really hard about e-commerce is like we have this huge quarter. Everyone else, all your family members are taking off for the holidays and you're, you're thinking about how, how do we get through the busiest time of the year? And at the same time, then you get to January and you're like, well, shoot, what do we do now? I can finally come up for air. I don't know what to do, but that's something you got to be marinating on in the back of your head. And like to, to touch on your point that you made earlier of meditating and things like that, like now is a really great time to get clarity and really double down on yourself. Like I know we've been, you and me personally, I've been doing this, right? Like I, I'm on this new diet. <laughs> I'm not eating, <laughs> eating as bad as I was, eating a lot less burritos. And it's going to be hard. You, you did this like huge water fast. Seven day water fast. Yeah. One week of not eating any food was interesting. I don't know how, how you <laughs> do my it. Second. But, like, it's a lot easier your... than dieting, actually. Not eating really at all is a lot easier. Yeah. I still can't do that. I can drink two gallons of water a day, but I cannot not That's, eat food. It's easier for me to not eat food than it is to drink a gallon of water, let alone two. Yep. Huh. Fascinating. But, yeah, on that note... Get dialed on a physical level, but also, like, this is when meditating and journaling, like, whatever your medium is, like, maybe meditate, maybe you don't, maybe you journal, maybe you don't, but just, like, getting those thoughts out, it can even be texting yourself and just, like, start marinating on those ideas and, like, getting out of the office and making sure you're doing that just because, like, all of your best ideas typically don't happen when you're sitting at your desk and you're like, oh, that's a genius idea, right? It's, it's when you're at the gym, it's when you're out for a walk, it's when you're I don't know, <laughs> doing the most, for me, it's brushing my teeth. Like, I don't have shower thoughts. I have brushed my teeth thoughts. And <laughs> it's so true, though. But yeah. but that's the stuff you, you want to start marinating on now. That's That's been a new key catchphrase I've been saying lately. Marinate it. Marinate. Marinate, <laughs> marinate the chicken. Um, <laughs> start, start thinking about those things now. So then when you get to Q1, you, you have a game plan. You can hit the ground running. Because if you have that, like, people are like, oh, you know, January lull. Like, that's that's because you a lot of brands just coast into it. So start thinking about that now, too. That's also another topic we can do for a whole new episode. I'm, like, writing down all these <laughs> topics. Yeah, I, I, I can go on and on about meditating. And, um, you know, I'll try to wrap it up real quick because uh, uh, it's this. the next part is not necessarily even about e-commerce, but at a, about my life in general. You know, when I started meditating every day and made it a habit, that was the single best thing I've ever done in my life, honestly, because what it does is not only does it lower your stress and help you think more clearly, but it really enables you to look inside and understand yourself better. And we've been conditioned to look at the um, the outer world, take the information and absorb it and then behave ba- based on that. But we don't look inside uh, you know, so it's like it's kind of it's flipped. Um, and I look at myself today versus who I used to be maybe a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. And, you know, um, I feel like I've developed a lot more self-awareness just because, you know, I'm taking a couple minutes a day. I mean, five, 10, 20 maximum a day um, of silence. And I think one of the reasons a lot of people might dismiss meditation is because they think it's a waste of time or it's too complicated First of all, it's like a force multiplier. You take 20 minutes a day to meditate or even five minutes, you might think I'm wasting my time, but really what you're doing is you're priming your day and your day is going to be that much more productive. So um, you don't even have to like, don't overcomplicate it. You don't have to do anything other than just close your eyes. You don't need to sit in a crazy pose or anything. Just close your eyes and let the thoughts come in and then let them go. But we can do a separate episode on uh, 
wave wave break meditations or something. <laughs> yeah, we should. We could do a wave break we guided should. meditation. Guided I know, like, meditation. It sounds so silly, but it's like also finding what works for you. And we we yeah, we'll get into that in a future episode. But literally, just like I mean, even if it's just starting by going on a walk by yourself, listening to nothing and letting your thoughts go, or listening to like instrumental music or something and just letting your thoughts go, because like so often we're so stuck in our work that we like overthink everything and like when you get alone and you start thinking about everything you think and think and think and think and then like magically like the thoughts start to disappear because like you're like oh I thought about everything that needs thought about like this is weird exactly Um, and it's a fascinating thing and that's that's when you get the answer so a lot of future episodes in the pipeline as you guys can tell Um, I hope you guys found this episode valuable Uh, if you did enjoy it drop a review on the podcast we'd really appreciate it and best of luck this Q4. It's going to be a big one. We believe in you. You're going to crush it. Um, yes. And we're excited to to see what you do and to hear all your success stories. Aliana, thanks so much for coming on the show as usual. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck, everyone. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue. And you feel like you're leaving money on the table but you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge and it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible. And we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 